McCullough is going to be the deep man. His uh, One of his older brothers playing at Indiana University currently. McCullough, the deep man, and Antonio Morrell is one of the up men. I would expect this kick to be pooched someplace just based on what Keith Kinder and his staff usually do when you have a very electric return man. And here is the approach, and it is. It's going to be pooched short. It bounces at the 40, keeps on bouncing, still on the ground, and it is pounced on at the 26-yard line by Selpin St. Joe. That stayed out there for a while, and Mishawaka had a chance to come up with it. It just was bouncing a little bit too fast away from the cavemen. Yeah, I think if you're Coach Keith Hinder, you're really happy with that. You got it over the front line, and it just kind of rolled, and they just had to fall on it there at the 26. So it's going to be first and 10 at the 26 for the Indians. They will... Have the football first. Mishawaka pitched a shutout last week against the Marion Knights. They scored all but twice, all but on two possessions last week. That was the final possession of the first half when they basically decided to just go into the locker room and then the final possession of the game as well. Running back at the backfield in the pistol. Two receivers out to the right. Washington is out to the left. Looking right, Ortiz is under pressure, and he's dropped right away in the backfield. Jackson Snyder, the first man to get through there for Mishawaka. And a sack on the first play of the ball game. Yeah, a huge play to start there for the Cavemen. You drop back to pass on the first play of the game, and you're already losing seven yards, and now Mishawaka's got him in second and long. Balin Eby was back there as well. Snyder and Eby converged. Eby, the 5'11", 200-pound senior defensive end, and Jackson Snyder. One of Mishawaka's linebackers, the sophomore younger brother of Donovan Snyder, who led the cavemen with eight tackles in the win over Marion last week. So it'll be second down and 17 after the sack. And the Indians, with five seconds on the play clock, will be forced to use their first time out of the game. So one play, and it's a big one for the Mishawaka defense, a sack. We'll take a timeout and then back with more. Just uh, 47 seconds into this game, this is Mishawaka Cavemen football. 11-13 to play in the first quarter. Just one play as Mishawaka sacks St. Joe quarterback Alex Ortiz. This time they will move McCullough out wide to the right side. Shotgun, the running back to his left. And a tight end on the left side as well. And two receivers on the left in a tight formation. Ortiz to run, goes to that direction. He'll get a couple of yards, but then he will be yanked down in the open field as he crosses the 20 up close to the 22-yard line, a modest gain for the Indians, and it's going to be third and long. Cavemen have a chance here, three and out. They did that a lot last week against Marion. I wasn't there, but I was able to go back and watch it. Got a lot of three and outs, a lot, very few plays. I think what they say, 31 plays Marion ran last week, and so if you can get three and out here, that would be huge for the Cavemen. Cole Schauberg checks in, the senior who also starts on the offensive side of the ball. He comes in on third down as... St. Joe shuttles personnel in and out. Twin receivers out to the right side. Ball on the left, hash mark from the pistol. Ortiz, McCullough is out to the left. Ortiz takes a high snap, rolls to his right, under some pressure, cutting it upfield, trying to near the sideline, gets the pass off. It is dropped. There is a flag in the backfield near where Ortiz went out of bounds. And let's see if he got a late shove over there. Well, let's see what the penalty is. It is all the way back at the 14-yard line. 
Or will it be a block in the back, maybe? Yeah, the official is very clearly back at the 14-yard line calling something. Well, we are still yeah. waiting to see what it is. They're marking something off, and... Did you ever see... He, he gave the arms. It looks like a personal foul. Okay, here, here we goes. go. Here we go. It is a personal foul. So they call roughing the passer. And St. Joe will get third down over again. They get big yards out of that. It's from the spot of the foul. So they give St. Joe the football. Or no. After the... Oh, after the play? So it was a dead ball foul, and it will still be fourth down. They were late changing the marker, so it's fourth and eight after the personal foul. Chaz Hardy on the field to receive the kick for Mishawaka as Sam Sparks sets up to punt, gets it away, low line drive, end over end. Takes a really good St. Joe bounce all the way back to the 23-yard line. It bounced around the 45 and ends up back at the, they're actually going to say, the 22-yard line. So that's where Mishawaka will have it first. Sam Sparks, not much hang time there no. on that punt, but uh, it got the job done ultimately. Yeah, I mean, that's a big turn, right, for a turn of the field there, getting it all the way down to the Mishawaka 22, and with the Caveman offense, you got to get it as far down as you can as they'll try to eat up that clock and the field. Brady Fisher, the quarterback, he ran for 72 yards last week in the win over Marion. Chase Gooden is the fullback. He ran for 140. About half of it came on the very first play of the game. Chaz Hardy and Bean Smith are on the wings. Hardy goes in motion from left to right. The give on the veer to the left is to Gooden, who churns his way forward through the arms of Indian tacklers and takes it up to the 26-yard line. A good gain for Gooden of four yards on first down. Yeah, that was actually Fisher. I kept that, went to the outside there. Was it? Yeah, he, I just saw him give the ball back. To, I thought the same thing. I was thinking wow. Gooden took that up the middle, but Fisher kind of kept it, went out to the outside and got five yards. Well, Fisher's already faked me out a couple of times right. in two weeks. He got me once last week as well. So a four-yard pickup in any case. And the ball is going to be on the left hash mark. Smith on the left wing with Mishawaka in the veer. Now he goes in motion. This time the give is to Gooden, who crosses the 30-yard line. And he'll be stopped maybe inches short of a first down. Let's see where the spot goes. About a yard short of a first down it ends up. Close enough to measure, maybe? Oh, they're going to give him an extra yard. So it's going to be a first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. They gave, they had an initial spot, and then the official picked it up and moved it forward about another half yard, and they have a first down out of it. Motion by Smith. The give is to Gooden. Gooden busts through a tackler. Gooden still on his feet, and he'll rumble his way up to the 47-yard line. Another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, Gooden just found a hole there, and he just hit it. You saw him hold onto that ball with both hands, and he just went running down the field. Gooden exploded through the hole that time, and they'll give him the 48-yard line. Another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Gooden wasting no time 
bursting through the hole. Ethan Bryce comes on the field. He will be one of the two receivers along with Ace Troyer out to the left. The football about five yards inside the right hash mark. Gooden will take it again. The veer to the right this time. He is upended as he gets into St. Joe territory and will come to a stop at the 47 of the Indians. Well, the, the official up there has it down at the 44. <laughs> now they're moving it back to the 47. We were talking last week. What a, We really felt like last week's officiating crew did a really good job. We've already seen some interesting yeah, spots absolutely. here tonight. <laughs> Second down and five. They give us to Gooden again as Gooden is tripped up as he crosses the 45. And he's going to be very close to first down yardage, it looks like. And, again, it'll depend on the spot of the football. They put the nose of the ball at the 42. We're going to see Novell Miller, the backup fullback, come in. Miller, the 5'10 sophomore, got in a lot in the second half last week. Gooden had some cramps and... With Mishawaka up by as much as they were. Third and a yard at the 42. It's going to be Fisher. Fisher fakes the dive, goes to his right, takes it up to the 36. And he has another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Well, and this is a good sign for the caveman. If he would have gave that to Miller up the middle, he had the first down too. You know, both of them had a chance there. Fisher kept it that time, was able to get the first down easy. And you have some different staff, obviously. You know, you got a new head coach, Ben Downey, for St. Joe. St. Joe... The last couple times we have seen them play against this option, they have kind of, you know, they've experimented, it seems like, trying to figure out just exactly how to defend this option attack as Miller goes on the veer to the left this time. He'll cross the 30 and up to the 28-yard line. Big gaping holes inside for Mishawaka so far on this first drive as Miller comes out after an eight-yard pickup and Chase Gooden comes back in. Well, and you see big gaping holes. It was the big story, whether you read the paper, whether you watch the news, the offensive line coming back with all their starters, very talented, Dawson Nowacki. But you see the holes, and you see why they're so praised in the, in the local uh, kind of news area. But um, watching them play is a totally different thing than talking about them. Dawson Nowacki, 6'3", 300 pounds, the right tackle for Mishawaka. Hardy goes in motion from right to left, takes a toss with a block from Smith in front of him, breaking tackles, cuts back inside. The 20-yard line and takes it down to the 18. Chaz Hardy with his first carry has another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. And I think this is what Keith Kinder would have drawn up for his first offensive drive. Let's get some some big plays, but we're just going to make our way down the field. And like you said earlier, with St. Joe playing both ways, a lot of players, that's going to wear him down a little bit for sure. Yeah, that is potentially going to be something to really watch here tonight. They have at least a half a dozen guys who see a lot of action on both sides of the ball, and you can see the difference in the rosters. Mishawaka has about twice the size as Gooden takes another one to the left. He'll be stopped short of the 10-yard line and about a yard and a half short of a first down. So an eight-yard pickup for Chase Gooden as Mishawaka just keeps plunging in there between the tackles. Going to be second down and two. The football at the St. Joe 11-yard line. No score with 5.25 to play here in the first quarter. 
St. Joe went three and out on the first drive of the game. Veer to the left side is good and takes it inside the 10. He'll have another first down. It's brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. And that's going to be tough. You get in this area and you haven't been able to stop the cavemen at all, and they're going to keep running the same plays. It's not a secret what the cavemen are going to do every week. You know what's coming. Can you stop them? And it, of course, is a tough offense to stop. This veer option offense, Navy probably the right. most high-profile school to play something similar. Everyone's got their own little tweaks. Good and untouched, and then barrels right through McCullough at the goal line into the end zone. Touchdown, Mishawaka. right there Sean you're talking 12 plays you know 78 yards all the way down the field and the cavemen score a touchdown as they kicked off to start the game and that's what obviously coach kinder wants caveman fans lots of fans here tonight everybody's happy chase gooden who scored a touchdown last week after scoring 12 as a junior has his second touchdown of the season how many yards was that matt i wasn't paying that was eight yards eight on yards. the touchdown all right thank you sir so with 450 to play mishawaka lines up to go for two the pitch play comes to smith untouched everyone sucked up and went for the fullback inside bean smith to the right on the pitch play from brady fisher in for two and it's eight nothing cavemen on the two-point conversion 450 to play here in the first quarter and eight nothing mishawaka lead this is mishawaka cavemen football an eight nothing mishawaka lead after a chase gooden Eight-yard touchdown run and a Bean Smith two-point conversion. Well, in that two-point conversion, Sean, it doesn't get much easier than that. Once Smith caught the ball, there caught the pitch. There was nobody out there, and he could he could have walked his way in. But that's the that's the value that uh, Keith Kinder has on the fullback. You saw how how much they relied on the fullback on that drive, and then when you fake it to him, Fisher makes an easy pitch, and all of a sudden he's out there in open space, easy too. Everything, with the exception of the Chaz Hardy run, was. Mostly the fullback. One run by Fisher early, and then it was Gooden and Miller after that. A toss play to Hardy, and then the toss play to the other wingback slash halfback, whichever you want to call him, Bean Smith. Just excellent execution. Another kickoff is coming, and another pooch kick. Comes to the near side. Fair catch is called for and made by Tommy Eck. Inside the 35-yard line. St. Joe will have it for a second time. Mishawaka leading 8-0. Indians have the ball at their own 34-yard line. And this is where you see kind of your team. Right now you had a big win against Lakeland last week if you're St. Joe. You're a new coach. you got some new players, new positions. And now you're down 8-0 at Mishawaka High School. It's a difficult space to play against a difficult team. Uh, what's, your team what's your team made of now? Peyton Jones, the 220-pound nose guard, gets down in his four-point stance. Three down for Mishawaka. Pistol formation, Ortiz the quarterback. McCullough out wide to the left, a man in the slot as well. Play fake by Ortiz. Wants to go deep over the middle. It is going to be caught this time into Mishawaka territory to the 46-yard line. Gavin Sparky with the grab, and St. Joe has its first first down of the night. And a great play, a good play action at the front, kind of pauses the defense, and then he found the open receiver, hit him right in stride, and got a good first down. 
Mishawaka's lines on both sides of the ball really dominated last week through the first two possessions here tonight. They really dominated. Weren't quite able to get home with some pressure that time. But it is first and ten, St. Joseph at the Mishawaka 46-yard line. 4-16 to play in the first quarter. Ortiz from the pistol once again with the running back standing behind him. Receivers to the left and right and two wings as well. Ortiz fakes the handoff, keeps it himself, goes to the right, then into the middle, trying to spin off defenders. He's gang-tackled. Malik Washington was the last to get him, but a six-yard pickup by Ortiz. Yeah, really good run. He re he didn't hand the ball off on the play action, then he kind of followed his blockers and ran really strong. He held onto that ball, ran through some tacklers, and was able to get six yards. Second and four Indians at the Mishawaka 40-yard line. St. Joe able to mix it up a little bit. A play action fake on the first play. And then a zone read type play on the second. Ortiz is going to take the snap. Go himself to the right. Now he cuts it back across the grain to the left. Washington is there. So are a couple other Mishawaka defenders to push him out of bounds as Caden Williams comes over to help on the stop. Let's see. They're going to give him forward progress up to the 35-yard line, so it's going to be a St. Joe first down. Well, and that, that was supposed to go to the far side of the field there. He was following some blockers, but then he kind of cut it back and saw an opening. And another good hard run gets a first down. And no backside contain that time as Mishawaka had to make up some ground to chase down Ortiz. Two different Ortiz runs after the play-action pass. And the Indians moving now to the Mishawaka 35-yard line. Cavemen lead 8-0. There's 2.43 to play in the first quarter. Two receivers out to the right side. Washington, or uh, McCullough rather, is to the left. Ortiz takes a snap, looks right, fires it over there. Off the hands of his intended target, diving to try to make the interception. Washington, it hits the grass, though, and will go incomplete. It was off the hands of Gavin Sparky. Yeah, Washington was right there. He thought he had it off of his hands. Um, every pass so far has been to 17 Sparky, so uh, obviously they're seeing something there in the middle of that field trying to, trying to hit him in the open, and he had him open, just kind of overthrew him a little bit. Well, so far, Ortiz is at least trying to find the open man, like you said, because McCullough is drawing extra attention. They're, they're not going to let, or they're going to do their best not to let McCullough get free tonight. That is the plan after watching him against Lakeland last week. Two receivers right, McCullough to the left, Ortiz to throw, looks right. Now over the middle, it is going to be caught. The tackle is made right away, but the catch is made by Colchis. St. Joe has another first down to the Mishawaka 18-yard line with 2.25 to play in the first quarter. And what you like if you're a St. Joe fan or Coach Downey is over, we talked about hitting an open guy, but getting it out fast. He took that snap, took two steps, and he threw it right where his player was going to be and trusted him to catch it. And he got hit pretty hard, but he held on to it and, and got another good you know, 17-yard game. First and 10 Indians at the Mishawaka 18-yard line. It is going to be Sparky out to the left side, McCullough to the right, a tight end, or both wing, two wings actually, and the handoff goes up the middle and down to the six-yard line goes Piontek on a quick hitter on the snap that time. I think they got Mishawaka napping a little bit. A seven-yard pickup will make it second and three. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a, a quick handoff there, too, right? You got the snap, you handed it off, and all of a sudden they're running up the field, and Mishawaka took a second to realize. Dawson Nowacki coming in to play defense. He's going to play the nose now. Mishawaka's one of their starting tackles. St. Joe on the move, down 8 nothing. a minute 18 to play in the first quarter. Piontek behind Ortiz from the pistol. McCullough out to the left. Tight formation. Otherwise, ball is on the deck. Piontek has to fall on it. It might have bounced. But nope, it's going to lose a yard. I was going to say it might have bounced back to the line of scrimmage, but it's a one-yard loss. The first negative play for the Indians on this drive is going to make it third and three. Yeah, and that was just a mishandled snap there. You see that often with, uh, you know, the, the caveman offense or whatever, but this time it was uh, right there on that. Looked like they were trying to run a read a little bit, and they just kind of lost it in, the, in the, the mesh there, and it fell on the ground. Third down and three. 16 on the play clock, 36 on the game clock. McCullough goes out wide to the right side. Trey Thomas is over there with him. Ortiz from the pistol. Two receivers bunched up just to the left of the offensive line. Ortiz is going to keep it, and he is nearly dropped in the backfield. Shoot. Ortiz got through his tackle attempt. Orozco gets back and gains a couple of yards, and it's going to be fourth and a long one for the Indians, and they might probably wait and decide what they're going to do after we take a quarter break. They are. The first quarter comes to a close. St. Joe's going to have it. Fourth down and a long one at the Mishawaka 10. The Cavemen lead 8-0 after the first quarter of play. Let's take a timeout. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. Getting ready to start the second quarter. Mishawaka leads South Bend St. Joseph 8-0. St. Joe went 3-and-out on its first possession. Mishawaka drove down and scored on its first drive and now the Indians on the move it's fourth down and a long one from the Mishawaka 10 and let's see what the Indians do Ortiz is going to be in the pistol Piontek behind him now Ortiz comes up under center he's going to try to power his way forward I don't know if he's got it into a big pile of maroon it's going to depend on where they say he was down Diving into that pile. He ended up going off to the left of the pile. St. Joe linemen think they have the first down. Waiting for the spot of the football. It is barely across the 10-yard line. I don't think he's going to get it based on where the spot is. Yeah, it doesn't look like it from here. They're gonna looks like they're going to take a timeout and measure maybe. Now, the chains are not necessarily, they don't look like they're completely taut on that far side of the field, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm just basing it on where the chain is. And the football is basically the back nose of the football now is touching the 10. So the ball just crossed the 10 with the back side of the football touching the 10-yard line. It looked like they needed to get closer to the 9 for a first down. Yeah, based on where the chains were on the far side, which is far away from us, it didn't look like it was close, but we will see. They stretch it out, and they are going to be short. The Mishawaka defense comes up big. Ortiz did not get enough on the quarterback sneak. Trying to go up the gut against that big Mishawaka defensive line led in the middle by Dawson Nowacki, all six foot three and 300 pounds of him, causing that big pile up there on the center. 
we had a big, big cheer there because uh, at practice I took some pictures of Coach Lou, the defensive coordinator out there, and uh, he was dancing, and we just got it on the board for a turnover on down. So nice. that was a good time. So 8 nothing, Mishawaka. We are now five seconds into the second quarter, and the Cavemen will have the football at their own 10-yard line. Double wings in the Veer formation. Handoff will go to Gooden as Gooden goes Veer left. He will take it up to the 13. Well, from this angle, you can see he kind of ducked under a tackler almost there, got uh -huh. underneath the arm, got a couple extra yards out of it. Dawson Nowacki, who was part of that defensive stand just a second ago, is out there on the field as Mishawaka's left tackle. They have three offensive linemen. The offset line is to the left currently. Bean Smith on that side. Chaz Hardy, the wing on the right. He comes with some motion. Handoff goes up the gut to the 16-yard line. Chase Gooden, it's going to be third and four. This is probably the longest third down they've had so far, so we'll see what they can do. Obviously, if you get close enough, you know Coach Kinder and, and the Cavemen like to go for it on fourth, but right. uh, third and four doesn't sound long, but if you are if you can only get one or two yards out of it, then you've got a fourth down decision to make way back in your own ter territory. Troyer is split out to the left. Bean Smith is the left wing. Chaz Hardy, the right wing. Fisher under center. Gooden is the fullback. Fisher's going to fake it and keep it and go to his left. Fisher behind a blocker, stumbles and falls as he crosses the 30-yard line. He got a block. He bobbed inside and then weaved outside. Fisher with a first down pickup from Kevin Putz, a first Midwest mortgage, but he just missed a whole lot more. Well, and he tripped over his own blocker there. He tried to cut yep. it back out like you said there. He had the block, got those feet tangled up, and a little bit of the turf monster again, too. <laughs> Two weeks in a row the turf monster comes. <laughs> and here at, at Mishawaka, it's real real grass turf monsters. <laughs> grass and sand, right? That's right. <laughs> First and ten, Mishawaka at its own 34 after the pickup by Brady Fisher. Fisher is going to keep it himself and go to the right this time. He is yanked down by Eli Colchis. Five-yard pickup by Fisher as Bean Smith comes off. Smith, who had a 42-yard touchdown run last week. Ethan Bryce comes on. So they're going to go with an extra receiver out to the right. And this is where that missed fourth down conversion deep in Mishawaka territory comes out to really hurt you. If the cavemen can, you know, control the ball, they're obviously trying to control the clock. As long as you don't put the ball on the ground or something, cavemen have really done whatever they wanted on offense. Right. Offset line is to the left. Three offensive linemen to the left of the center. Fisher's going to give it to Gooden. And Gooden, let's see where they end up spotting him. About a yard short of the first down. Third and one. But that, there's another example. Gooden was hit at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he was hit pretty pretty soon as he got the ball, and he just kept it moving. And if you can get three yards getting hit at the line of scrimmage, it's going to be a tough night for your defense. Yep. Novell Miller comes in. Yeah, a ton of yards so far tonight after contact. And again, you would expect that we'll get even more in the second half, and you got guys playing both ways for St. Joe. Third and one, and going to have a procedure on Mishawaka. I think Fisher tried to get out of there a little bit too quick, so instead of third and one, it's going to be third and six for the Cavemen. Yeah, you could tell he was kind of leaning forward there, and they, they caught him with it. 
Clock stops at 8.52 to play in the first half. 8-0 Mishawaka. They wind it again after spotting the ball after the procedure penalty. Big difference between third and a short one and third and six. Let's yeah. see what Mishawaka does here. Especially he had that first down easy yeah. if he doesn't do that. Fisher is going to take it and fake the dive. He's got a first down and more across the 50. Tiptoes past the defender. Keeps going up to the 30-yard line where he's tackled near the sideline. Brady Fisher, another long run, and a first down from Kevin Putz at first Midwest Mortgage. And that's just a good read. He read the defense there, he kept the ball, and then he found a couple running lanes. It wasn't big lanes either. He didn't have big, there was players around, but he's able to find it, a couple good stiff arms, and all of a sudden they're in St. Joe territory. Once again, down in the trenches, Mishawaka is looking really good. Both sides of the football, those big bodies, are winning at the line of scrimmage. First and ten, Cavemen. Gooden takes the handoff, tripped up over a pile as he goes via right. He'll pick up a couple of yards. They'll spot it at the 28-yard line, where it'll be second down. He didn't get a, He didn't get quite as much as I thought he did. No, he got hit pretty early and yeah. kind of maybe got stuck behind his own lineman too. Hardy in motion. Fisher wants to throw over the middle, goes deep and a little bit underthrown. He was looking for Ethan Bryce, who had the defense beat deep and. Diving Quinn Boyer just got a piece of it on that underthrown football. Yeah, it was pretty well underthrown. He puts that a little more air under that, and, and like you said, Bryce had gotten back past both defenders, and when you run this offense, you're going to have open players, and you got to try to hit them over the top, and he just couldn't quite get it there. Third down and nine, Mishawaka, football at the 27. Lucas Larson, the junior kicker, has a pretty good leg. Keith Kinder saying, you know, this is his first year as a varsity kicker after Connor George for the last three years, but Keith Kinder really likes his leg. I don't know if he liked the range out here. Fake handoff. Brady Fisher is going to break a tackle in the backfield. He crosses the 25, gets it up close to the 23. It's going to be fourth down, and let's see what Keith Kinder does. On fourth down and four. It looks like the offense is going to stay out there, and that's what I would assume. Pretty long field goal from this area, even if you've got a, a, a good leg out there. So see what they draw up here on the long fourth down. Yeah, it's about a 40-yard field goal from here, which for a high school kicker is pretty good distance. Hard count by Fisher. They might just try to draw him off, and then, well, 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Fisher under center again. Smith comes in motion again. Fisher's going to fake the dive, keep it himself. He goes to the right, and he's got first down yardage once again. A five-yard pickup for Brady Fisher on fourth and four. The first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, and that was just a pretty determined run there. He faked the handoff. Guy right in front of him, he made a cut, kind of just, and it said, I got to get forward, so I'm going to run hard and try to get to that first down marker. First down and 10 now, Mishawaka at the 18-yard line.
Fisher up under center. Chaz Hardy comes in motion off the right wing. They give us to Gooden. Gooden busting through the middle of the line and straight for the end zone. Touchdown, Mishawaka from 18 yards away. And this is just the offense that works, Sean. I mean, they're getting the ball up the middle there. Gooden got it, ran hard, and I'm untouched at this point. When you're running up the middle untouched for touchdowns in this offense, uh, you're in for a long night. And so right now St. Joe's got to regroup and try something different. Second touchdown run of the night for Chase Gooden, an 18-yarder to make it 14 to nothing. And Keith Kinder will attempt. Well, he'll send the kicker on to attempt the extra point. Lucas Larson, a flag beforehand first. And St. Joe is offsides. The Indians tried to say they were drawn off, so they're going to get half the distance. I think he's going to call a false start. I think he was 66 on the end of the line. Oh, no, they are going to call offsides. I didn't see any call. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's that's the one thing on (laughs) the penalties we've had they've been a little yeah. behind in telling us what exactly happened well and he was trying to and i know what he was trying to do he's trying to get keith's attention like okay what am i going to do here what do you want to do with uh-huh. this but like it would be helpful for us if we got a call <laughs> so you get a half the distance to the goal line from the three and that'll prompt keith kinder to send the offense on the field to go for two instead of one gooden will be the fullback hardy and smith are the wing backs, and again, the unbalanced line stays power to the left. Gooden takes it easily. He dives for the end zone. The two point try is good. And it is 16 to nothing. Cavemen, 5.56 to play in the first half. The Cavemen offense is in control with two long touchdown drives. Let's take a timeout. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. 16 to nothing, Mishawaka. The Cavemen have scored on two long touchdown drives. Both times they've had the ball tonight. Pretty uh, impressive Cavemen offense so far, Matt. Yeah, no question. I mean, both times they've gotten the ball almost never looked like they were going to get stopped. They did get into the fourth down. They had a couple penalties, but, I mean, they look almost unstoppable right now. You never want to say that. You know, if Coach uses this, he's going to be mad at me. But they, they look very, very good so far. Brady Fisher with a couple of big first down conversions as another bouncing pooch kick ends up inside the St. Joe 30 yard line and some confusion initially before Boyer finally falls on it for the Indians. Mishawak has had a couple chances to recover a couple of those short kicks. Well, and, and they're very good kicks. We talked about Lucas Larson first year. You know, you had Connor George for a number of years, and he's had really good kicks. A couple on the ground. He had one kind of pooch over the top of the line. So good kicks. I mean, if you're starting at the 30-yard line, you're not kicking it off to one of the most explosive players on the field. I think you're pretty happy if you're the caveman coaching staff, especially if you're the special teams coach. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Loving it. One receiver out to the left as Colchis hustles to get off the field. Two receivers actually out to the left. And we are going to have a flag before the snap of the football. Yeah, the coaches from Mishawaka weren't happy about something, but I'm not sure exactly what. I think what. they had too many men in the huddle. I think they had 12 in the huddle that time. And like I said, Colchis was trying to get off the field. Yeah, yeah that's what they had. Yeah. 
They had 12 men in the huddle, and as they broke the huddle and came to the line of scrimmage, Colchis was trying to get off the field, so that's what the penalty is. It's a five-yard penalty. Because you can't do that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's basically, you know, right. the defense is trying to decide, okay, what do we need to do based on who's out there? So you can't have 12 guys in the huddle and then run one off to the far sideline when but they come to the line of scrimmage. As we talked about, the ref's taking their sweet time to, to call yes. it, so we weren't sure exactly what was happening. First and 15 from the 25. Ortiz takes a snap, looking left, fires it out there. It is deflected as it looked like Aiden Hooten got a piece of it over there. On the short pass. It definitely looked like somebody. I thought maybe two people got touches on it, but either way, it wasn't going to be caught. He was looking for Hayden Miller over there to the left. And it'll be second down and 15 for St. Joe. 5.49 to play in the first half. Mishawaka on top, 16 zip. Cole Schauberg comes off the field as Mishawaka... Kind of keep shuttling some defensive linemen in as much as they can to keep some guys fresh. Again, Ortiz from the pistol. Receiver out to the right. Handoff goes right up the middle and still going forward on second effort is Brady Farrell. A 10-yard pickup that time by Farrell is going to make it Third and manageable. It's only going to be third and five after it was second and 15. Yeah, and a good kind of patient run there. He got the ball, hit a, hit a quick hole, but then he was able to see something out to the near side here, find his, find some openings there, and then able to get those 10 yards. And, and like you said, manageable now. St. Joe's going to use another timeout. This will be their second timeout of the first half. 5-14 remaining in the first half. It's Mishawaka 16 the South Bend St. Joseph Indians, nothing. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. 5.14 to play in the first half. Mishawaka leads 16-0. St. Joe at its own 35. Third down and five. Ortiz takes the shotgun snap, fires it out to the left. It is caught out there. And diving forward, the ball comes out. Let's see, he was diving forward to the 40-yard line. The ball came loose. What's the call going to be? I think they're, he looked down when he reached the ball. He was trying to reach for that first down, so they are going to call fourth down, it looks like. Austin Fuda made the catch. He was reaching forward to try to stretch out for the first down. Apparently the ball came out on contact with yeah. the ground, and they're going to spot it at the 39-yard line where it's fourth and one. And St. Joe has already used two timeouts. Four and a half remaining here in the first half. Play clock is down to ten. They only have the one timeout, too. Exactly. Now it's down to five, and they're going to have to use their third timeout. They really were taking their time deciding what they were going to do, and finally they burned their last timeout of the first half with 4.16 remaining here in the first half. So a quick timeout with Mishawaka leading 16-0. Fourth and one coming up after this on Cavemen Football. Fourth down and one coming up for South Joe at their own 39-yard line. The last time they went for it on fourth and one, the quarterback Ortiz got stuffed trying a quarterback sneak. Well, it's one of the things you, you hear and talk about with teams that run these shotguns or pistol formation. When you try to do that QB sneak, are you prepared for it? Do you practice right. that as hard as, as maybe you do some of these other plays? So when they're in the pistol now, see what they do. 
Ortiz from the pistol. He is going to fake the handoff. Roll to his right. Under pressure. Nearly dropped, and it's going to go incomplete. He got big pressure in the backfield coming in there from Snyder. It's incomplete, and Mishawaka is going to take over at the St. Joe 39-yard line. Jackson Snyder defended. Big play again for the Mishawaka defense. So they try sort of the opposite of what they did last time with the quarterback sneak. They roll the quarterback out. He got big pressure from Jackson Snyder and ends up firing it short. And the Cavemen with excellent field position already leading 16 to nothing at the 39 of St. Joe with 4-10 to play in the first half. Well, it was almost a jailbreak. It wasn't just Snyder there. There was four or five of them coming after the quarterback there, and he had no chance. Fisher under center. Bean Smith goes in motion off the left wing. The give is up the middle to the fullback Gooden. And don't forget, is going to get the ball to start the second half as well. Yeah, they got you again there. Brady Fisher took that one. Of course he did. <laughs> he takes it up to the 35. That's going to happen. <laughs> that's, why you, that's why you got two of us, right? That's right. And I think it's even harder to see with these, with the all maroon, right. you know, with the dark uniforms. When you got a little white in there, at least you get some contrast. Well, and you got the shadows coming in here, too. So, yeah, the dark, dark colored uniforms, they look nice, though. Four yard pickup. This time the give is to the fullback, good. Who takes it to the 32. And those right there, Sean, are the plays that don't get a lot of, of notice, but a three-yard three run there right up the middle is kind of what the Cavemen want. You get three yards every play, you're getting first downs, and you right. end up in the end zone. So you don't get a lot of, like, publicity for a three-yard run up the middle if you're a fullback or a running back or a quarterback, but it gets you where you need to go. That's right. That's what this offense does. Just keeps you on schedule. Third down and three for the cavemen. Fisher under center. He is going to give it to Gooden. Gooden breaking tackles again. Gooden still on his feet. He's finally tripped up inside the 20 and takes it down to the 17. It's another first down from Kevin Punts of First Midwest Mortgage after a 15-yard gain by Chase Gooden. Yeah, great run again. The kind of uh, Fisher took that, kind of spun all the way around, handed it to Gooden. Gooden found that hole, ran it hard, and was able to get down to the 17 for, for a big, big play, 15 yards on the play. First and 10, Mishawaka with under three to play in the first half. First and 10 now from the 17-yard line. Gooden, the fullback in the backfield. Brady Fisher under center. Ball on the left, hash mark. Smith motion off the left wing. Fisher's going to keep it. Go to the right, he'll follow Smith. Breaks an ankle tackle. Cuts inside the five. A flag comes down back at the 15-yard line. Let's see what this is going to be. Way behind the play. On the ground was Austin Fuda. And again, we're going to have a little bit here, Sean, before we get a call, yeah. it looks like. The cavemen aren't moving back, though. They're staying up there at the four-yard line. I've never seen an officiating crew take so long to signal. They're talking to each other. They're, one of the officials, Writing the referee has... Something, yeah, he's writing on a card. We do hear a lot of complaints about officials and refs, but um, 
Not, okay, not for how slow go. they're going. It's going to be a personal foul on St. Joe. Not sure exactly what the personal foul was, but they didn't say face mask or anything. But it is a personal foul. And I got I'm looking at Coach Kinder, and he doesn't know what's happening either. He I kind know. of like turned around, like even though it's not against his team, he just wants to run. Like he wants to run his plays. And, right. And right now we're kind of slowing the game down a little bit. First and goal, caveman. Balls at the two-yard line. First and goal at the two for Mishawaka. Already leading 16 to nothing with 2:28 to play in the first half. I mean, they'd, in a perfect world, like a play that could run two minutes off the clock here. (laughs) They're going to take as much time as they can. Eight seconds on the play clock. Fisher's going to come up under center. Are they going to call a timeout? I think they are, yeah. So they're going to use a timeout before taking... A snap. Two of three now to play in the first half. It's going to be first and goal at the two for the Cavemen, who already lead 16-0. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. Two of three to play in the first half with Matt Rendell, Sean Styers, new Mishawaka Schools superintendent, Dr. Theodore Stevens, will be our halftime guest tonight. Dean Hubbard will talk with him. Have you seen the Manti Teo? I have not. I've heard a lot about it, but I have not seen it. Really good doctor. There's a quick shot of Dean. Oh, is there? Yes, from back in his. That's why I'll watch Fox Fox days. days. Yes, his Fox Sports days. I had a quick text in the break there. Got to make sure. Thanks to officials for coming out. We know we have a shortage of officials, so (laughs) might give them a hard time sometimes. But we appreciate them Uh, out here. You're getting those. Uh, Chaz Hardy toss play to the left behind the block of Bean Smith in the end zone. Touchdown, Mishawaka. We do have an. A shortage, but they can yeah. still do their job of right course. when they're on and the field. Of course, and we can get them moving a little faster, <laughs> That's for right. sure. That's right. 159. And, I mean, like I said, we credited a good crew last week Absolutely. when credit yeah. was due. So we're just calling it like Absolutely. we see it. And they may be making good calls. I, I, can we speed it up a little bit? Yeah, Let's I mean, get it moving. That's right. They may be making good calls right. on the field, right, right. but we gotta we got to, like, show, you know, we got to <laughs> let everybody know what the That's call right. is. I agree. <laughs> Hardy with the two-yard touchdown run. And the kick by Lawson. And that will make it 23 to nothing at Mishawaka. The Cavemen have scored on all three offensive possessions of the first half. Minute 59 to play in the half. Let's take a timeout. This is Cavemen football. So with a minute 59 to play in the first half, the Cavemen lead the St. Joe Indians 23 to nothing. Lucas Lawson, first-year Mishawaka kicker with a football teed up at his own 40-yard line. He's tried three different short kickoffs so far. Where's the short kick going to go this time? It bounces to one of the St. Joe Upman, who falls on it, Quinn Boyer, at the 32. Good kickoff again by by Larson. I think they've started about the. 
25, 30, 35 each time. And again, if you're not getting big returns, getting those long uh, kickoff returns from, again, explosive athlete in McCullough, now what do you do? you got to run some plays. you got to get a drive going here, and we'll see if, if St. Joe can do one here in the last minute 58. Their own 32-yard line with a minute 58 to play in the first half. Mishawaka on top, 23-0. Three down linemen for the caveman. Ortiz wants to throw. Gets it out to the left. It is going to be caught out there and going out to the left. Now cutting back inside, Hayden Miller. He's finally wrapped up after... Getting close to a first down. St. Joe is out of timeouts. So the only thing that can stop the clock for them is running out of bounds, picking up a first down. The clock stopped momentarily. It is second down and one. They don't give him enough for the first down. And, of course, a spike of the football can stop the ball as well, or a penalty. Ortiz from the pistol. Two receivers right, two receivers to the left. Ortiz looking to the left. He fires it out that way, and it is incomplete. A diving effort made by Sparky, but it's going to be incomplete on third and one. And Sparky's been active, even though some of those have been incomplete. Got his hands on that. Wasn't a great pass. He kind of dove for that, kind of went off his hands. But they've, they've got him open. Ortiz has got to make those passes at this point. And he is... Not even looking to the side McCullough is on right now. He's pretty much just looking left off the snap of the football when McCullough's on the right and vice versa. Yeah, we saw Trey Thomas again following him. He's going to the, the far side of the field now, but you've got safeties kind of shading that way hard, whether it's uh, number 11, Jack Troyer, number 18, Brady Newsom. Here's the handoff, and it's going to be a one-yard loss as Jackson Snyder blows up the run play in the backfield. It's going to be fourth down and one with a minute 21 to go in the first half, and there is a timeout taken by Mishawaka. Boy, Ben Downey with a decision to make now. They went for it from about this spot on the field at their own 39-yard line last time. And what's he going to do this time? Will he kick it away? 1.21 to go. A timeout by Mishawaka leading 23-0. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. 23-0 Mishawaka with 1.21 to play in the first half. It's fourth and one. St. Joe at its own 41-yard line. And they will send the punter on the field this time. As Sam Sparks comes out, he punted on their first drive. They went for it on fourth and one at their own 39-yard line last time, and it led to a Mishawaka touchdown after the defense. Jackson Snyder both times coming up big. The punt is away by Sparks, bounces at the 25, and takes a really good St. Joe roll all the way back inside the 10, and Comes to a stop at the Cavemen's seven-yard line with a minute 11 to play in the first half. Yeah, really good punt there by St. Joe. Get that deep in the Cavemen territory. With only a minute 11, you'll see what Mishawaka does now. Mishawaka does get the ball, too, to start the second half. That's huge. Yep. And they do have one timeout remaining as well. St. Joe used all three of its timeouts. Mishawaka's used two. Minute 11 to go. Let's see if they do what they did at the end of the first half last week at Marion. It is like you said, that they get the ball to start the second half. So this deep in their own territory, they might just take a couple knees here and go to the locker room. Let's see what Keith Kinder does. Well, and because St. Joe has no timeouts, they can't do anything exactly. about whatever happens. You know? All you've so, got to do is snap right. it a couple times, and that's it. Fisher under center. 
He is going to give it to the fullback. And the fullback is Navelle Miller, who takes it forward for a gain of five yards. Thirty on the play clock, fifty on the game clock, and it looks like Mishawaka is going to be content just to let it wind. And really, they every drive they tried to score last week against Marion, they did. The only two times they didn't score last week, the end of the first half in this kind of situation, and then the end of the game when the JV team was on the field, they ended up taking a couple of knees at the end of the game. And now this drive here, three drives tonight. They have scored every time they have tried to score. And in the meantime, six quarters into this season, the defense still has not allowed a point. Yeah, impressive. I mean, for any team, Mishawaka has a huge, long history of good, great success on the football field. Yeah. And this is pretty impressive what we've seen from, like you said, both sides of the ball. 23 to nothing, Mishawaka. They scored... Five touchdowns and kicked a field goal last week and three touchdowns so far here tonight. And again, yet to give up a point in 2022. Again, our halftime interview, Dean Hubbard will talk to new superintendent, Dr. Theodore Stevens. That is coming up at the half with Matt Rendell. I'm Sean Steyers here at Steel Stadium. Matt Embry will also take you through the U.S. Signcrafters halftime scoreboard show 23 nothing mishawaka on top this is mishawaka caveman just about ready to start the second half st joe with the football on the tee to kick off from our right to our left mishawaka leading 23 to nothing chaz hardy is the deep man for mishawaka ethan bryce and jack troyer are the two up men at the 25 you don't see 78 kicking off the ball too much. <laughs> Jerry Jones out here, number 78, kicking for St. Joe. Nope, here it comes, end over end. Hardy's going to take it back at his own seven. Hardy coming up the seam, trying to bounce it outside. He is going to be popped by two different Indians at the 20-yard line. They'll give him some forward progress, it looks like, up close to the 22 before it's all said and done. And that's where Mishawaka has it to start the second half. And Jerry Jones put a big-time kick out there. I mean, that was a big-time kick, getting it all the way down to the seven and good coverage uh, on the kick. And Cavemen are going to start probably in one of their worst field positions of the game. Jones, 5'9", 208 pounds, unless you said, wearing number 78. At their own 22-yard line, the Cavemen, a 23-0 lead as the second half Begins. Brady Fisher is under center. The wings are Hardy and Smith. The give is to the fullback. Gooden bursting through the initial tackle. Puts his head down. Cracks heads with a St. Joe defender. And he will have it. They'll give him forward progress to the 30-yard line. Up the 29. Seven-yard pickup. Right where they left off. You know, they get four or five yards every play. You're in good shape. You can run some clock, get some scores. You can really sort of downshift from here, you know, yep. if if you want. Already leading 23 to nothing, and they did this kind of early last week against Marion. Just use that clock at the line of scrimmage. Gooden down in the three-point stance. He will take the handoff right up the gut, rumbling, and he takes it all the way up to the 45-yard line, taking defenders with him. It's a first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, and that, I mean... That's just good and running hard. I mean, he hit a hole, had defenders all over him, 
And then you saw at the end of the play, back towards the line of scrimmage, a couple St. Joe players helping each other up because uh, not only are they probably a little winded, we talked about that, but playing against this offensive line is a challenge. First and 10, Mishawaka. Football at its own 44-yard line. The ball centered up on the field. Smith is the left wing. Veer to the right on the outside to Gooden. He is tackled by Quinn Boyer. But Gooden will pick up four yards on first down as he just continues to grind out yards. And now he's going to get a breather as Navelle Miller comes in. Well, and another good hard run for a couple yards. But Tanner Parmley right there after the play, helping a St. Joe player out with his pads. So good sportsmanship <laughs> on the field, too, from the caveman. Absolutely. Football just inside the right hash mark. Offset line is to the right. Hardy is the right wing. Smith on the left wing. Comes in motion. The give is to Miller. Crosses midfield. Gets it up to the 49 of St. Joseph, where it will be third and three. 54, Jack on the tackle. Aronowski with the stop for St. Joe. Aronowski, a really good wrestler for St. Joe as well. So there you go. All right. See some wrestling out here on the Mishawaki Network. <laughs> That's right. Third down and three for the Cavemen. Football at the St. Joseph 49. Smith in motion off the right wing. Fisher's going to keep it himself. Big hole right up the gut across the 35 up to the 32-yard line. A seam created there for Brady Fisher and an easy first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, uh, and, and Fisher, yeah, he, he ran that well, but it was a good read again. He saw that opening, he cut it upfield, and nobody touches it until he's 15 yards down the field. He needed three. He picked up 18 on third down. Lights coming on here at Steel Stadium with the sun setting behind us. An official timeout on the field. And now they're going to say St. Joe. Nope, nope. Not taking it. It looks like something with the chains maybe on the far side there. Yeah, I think they got it figured out. 23-0 Mishawaka, 9.06 to play here in the third quarter. The clock winding again. Fisher comes up under center. Smith goes motion from the wing out to the left. The give is the dive to the fullback. Chase Gooden, who grinds his way up to the 26-yard line. And, I mean, at this point, it doesn't get much easier. You talked about shifting into different gear. It still looks the same, though, right? So, for the cavemen, kind of running clock looks the same as, it, as their offense, whereas right. a different team might try to run a clock and maybe it looks different. That's not the case for Mishawaka. They're still running the same offense, running the same plays, maybe at a little slower pace, but it's still the same thing. They had the ball four times in the first half. They scored the first three, and then they took a knee to close the second half. This is the first possession for either team in the second. Fisher's going to keep it and go to the left. He will dive forward and pick up a yard. Good penetration on that left side by Aronowski, who got on Fisher's hip, and Fisher was fortunate to pick up just that yard. Yeah, he kind of cut right through the offensive line there. I don't know if there was a mis misread on the offensive line, but kind of cut right through him, got, got a hold of the, the ankle, and wasn't letting Fisher go. Third and three for Mishawaka. Football at the St. Joseph 25. Wings out there. Smith comes in motion off the left wing. The veer to the right side to Gooden. He'll take it to the 21. 
And that's enough for another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. The chains just keep moving for Mishawaka tonight. I, Sean, one thing I noticed, I don't I don't feel like St. Joe has played that bad. They haven't given up big, huge plays. They, they had a couple good drives that kind of stalled a little bit, um, and, and and still they're down 23 to nothing with the Cavemen threatening again. So I don't know how you feel if you're the St. Joe coaching staff. There's been some positive things. They've had some good plays. They had some open receivers. Sure. And they've stopped the Cavemen from getting big plays, but when you get three or four yards every play, it's tough. Fake pitch, throw to the near sideline, and it is caught. Walking the tightrope down there, Trey Thomas with the catch at the five-yard line on the connection from Brady Fisher. Yeah, really good pass because Chaz Hardy there was coming out of the backfield, and he caught it, but he got hit right away, and he's kind of limping over the sidelines there. First and goal, Mishawaka. Second completion of the season for Fisher. He was one for one, a 31-yard pass last week to Trey Thomas against Marion. 7.08 now to play, and it is first and goal from the six. The give is up the middle to Gooden. He waltzes right through would-be tacklers into the end zone. A six-yard touchdown run, and it's 29 to nothing, Mishawaka. The third touchdown of the night for Chase Gooden. Here's the snap and the placement on the extra point. It splits the uprights. Mishawaka leads 30 to nothing now. 7.05 remaining in the third quarter. That's the first drive of the second half as Mishawaka marches downfield for its fourth touchdown of the night. A 30 to nothing lead. A kickoff coming after this. This is Mishawaka Caveman football. 30 to nothing. Mishawaka on top of South Bend St. Joseph and I apologize, that was Chaz Hardy who caught that pass, number nine. I swore I saw a number three on his back, which is, of course, Trey Thomas, right. who had the catch last week, but it was Chaz Hardy. So credit where credit is due. Hardy with the grab. Here comes another bounding kick to one of the up men. It's going to be on by St. Joe. They'll have their best starting field position of the night at their own 46. And again, Keith Kinder has done this over the years of, the opposing team has what he deems to be a legitimate return man. They're not going to kick it deep and let them, let him have it. And they've got Dave McCullough, who is a Cincinnati commit, and the defense has just been draped all over him tonight with the coverage. Absolutely. You can see it right now. He's on the far side of the field. You have Trey Thomas there, but Newsom is shaded over that way quite a bit. He's ready to, to kind of go over the top. Ortiz from the pistol, looking that way toward McCullough. He gets it out there, and the catch is made. First time they've even looked his way tonight, and McCullough with Mishawaka dropping back and playing zone, it looked like that time, able to make the catch for a first down. Well, and there you could see the defense just dropped way deep, and he just ran a 10-yard hook there, and he was wide open. Easy, easy pass and catch as long as you get it to him. Yeah, leading 30 to nothing, it is pretty much keep them all in front of That's you right. at this point in time already. And they did. Yeah. That they did, but McCullough with his first grab of the night. 
the six foot two, one hundred and eighty three pound senior, the son of first year Notre Dame running backs coach Deland McCullough. Ortiz to throw off to the right. It is caught again, going down to the ground after making the catch is Gavin Sparky. That was a four yard pickup on first down. Mishawak will take that. It just keeps the clock running, too. Well, and, and they know, okay, we get the ball back. We know what we're doing with it, right? So you go, you're up 30 right now. You get the ball back. You know you can take some time off that clock yourself, maybe even get a couple of your players out of the game so they stay healthy, and, and go on a drive still yourself. Ortiz from the pistol with 5.50 to play in the third. Mishawak on top, 30 zip. Ortiz pitch and catch out there. It is caught by Sparky. He is pushed out of bounds immediately with Caden Williams over there. It'll be another first down, though, for the Indians. Yeah, and this is what St. Joe was hoping to do all game, you know, get some quick passes out there, maybe try something over the top, but the cavemen haven't let that happen. Now with a little bit softer coverage on the outside, like you said, keep keeping those players in front of them, you've got those openings, and they're hitting them. Right. When, when Mishawak was playing more man-to-man in the first half, their defense, their secondary was locked down, and that was – Probably the biggest concern Keith Kinder had coming into the season is just what that secondary was going to look like with so much inexperience from last year returning. Handoff this time in the backfield. Orozco drops the ball carrier in the backfield. Brady Farrell is stopped for a loss of a yard and a half. Well, and Sean, the caveman defense was kind of confused. They were running around trying to get in their positions, and they handed it off, and one of the linemen there, Carmine Orozco, just, I mean, nobody blocked him. He was right there ready to make the tackle right away and took him back a yard. That'll make it second down and 11 for St. Joe at the Mishawaka 27-yard line with Matt Rendell. Sean Styers heading toward five minutes to play in the third quarter. Mishawaka in command, 30 to nothing. Twins to the right side for St. Joe. McCullough to the left. Um, taking the snap is Ortiz. Ortiz, maybe a little bit of a busted play, ends up running to his right and gets some pretty good yards out of it, but it is going to be third down. Well, and he made a good cut, but he just couldn't quite get away from the defense. He had some openings there, but he couldn't quite get away, and so now it's going to be third and long. Picks up four yards, so it's third down and seven. St. Joe pretty much in four-down territory, especially as deep as they are into Mishawaka territory. This is as deep as they have been tonight. Third and seven. Twins left. Twins right from the pistol. Ortiz looking right. Now get some pressure. Flushed out of the pocket. Orozco intercepted! Orozco forced it, and the interception is made by Isaac Valdez. There is a flag on the play, so let's see. It is going to be holding against the Indians. Mishawaka will decline, and the first turnover of the night, a huge play. Carmine Orozco running free again. In the St. Joe backfield with the pressure on the quarterback and Valdez with the interception for Mishawaka. There is that pressure from the Mishawaka defense and the dominance from Mishawaka's two lines showing through once again in that series. First, Orozco had the big tackle. 
in the backfield, and there he gets the pressure on the quarterback to help force the interception. Well, and nobody's played better since last season on defense than Isaac Valdez. Like he's been, he was yep. all over the place last year. Energy, doing all the things. This year, starting right where he left off. Fisher under center. Mishawaka first and ten at its own 18, leading 30 to nothing with 4:13 to play here in the third. The give is to the fullback, Chase Gooden, who just manages to get back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second and ten. Yeah, and one yard isn't great, but he's still got the ball in his hands, and the clock's running, right? So you get the yard, you run some clock, and then you can try to get more out of these next two downs. Mishawaka now will take as much time as they can with the play call coming in from the sideline. They check their wrists, 15 on the play clock, 3.33 now on the game clock. They give him about a half a yard on that first down carry. Busting through tackles now is Gooden. Gooden across the 40, up across the 45. Chase Gooden rumbling free as he breaks tackles, coming through that line once again. And it's another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. A little bit of problem here, though. He broke he, through a couple big tackles, and he's down, and the St. Joe trainers are right there. He is down on the far side of the field near the St. Joe sideline. The St. Joe trainer is checking on him as Chase Gooden lays face down on the ground. He rolls over on his back as the Mishawaka training staff gets out there. Got two offensive linemen. It looks like Parmley and, and Nowacki going over to see if they, you know, if they need to help him off the field or something. They will head over there. Yes. And he's, the official's telling, looks like he's telling the team to go over to the sideline, but they're just going to kneel there. Gooden laying flat on his back. And Parmley and Nowacki coming back with the rest of their team, Keith Kinder over there. and it It's hard to tell that, that it was on the far side of the field from us. And right. He, he ran through a couple tacklers, so it could have been initial contact, but then he went down, and it could have been on that last hit. Well, and they've kind of got – they had his right arm kind of folded up across his chest, and now they take it off. And you've got both the St. Joe and Mishawaka training staffs in there and now they get a water bottle he's drinking some water looks like they're gonna sit him up maybe now they're gonna pull him up he sits up and he is being helped up and The training staff is still there with him. And it is his arm that he is holding. Now he's holding his left arm. And 
He does look like he is in some pretty noticeable pain. He's holding on to it and kind of doubling over every now and then as he walks here to the near sideline, holding that left arm. So hopefully he's okay, but it just kind of the way he was tackled right. may have kind of come down, you know, on that shoulder and arm Yeah, and you never know, area. right, that arm. You're talking about elbows, your shoulders, you know, you got bones in there, all sorts of stuff. So hopefully he's okay, but both trainers there with him. So it is going to be first down for Mishawaka at its own 46-yard line, leading 30 to nothing. 3:15 to play here in the third. Gooden off to the sideline, and Navelle Miller will replace him at fullback. As Gooden still being checked on on the sideline, Fisher under center, two receivers out to the right. The give is to Miller, who burst past the initial contact into St. Joe territory up to the 49-yard line. Five-yard pickup, second and five for Mishawaka as they just continue to chew up ground and chew up clock in this game. Well, this is where Cayman have a chance to prove some of their depth too, right? Who do you have in here? Novell Miller played, played well last week. He's had some good runs here today, so we'll see what he can do now coming in late in the third quarter. Second and five from the St. Joe 49-yard line. Bean Smith on the right wing. Keeper by Fisher. Goes to the right. Gets a block, and it's probably going to come back. He gets it up to the 38-yard line as he dipped around a block. Two flags come down, and it is going to be holding on the Cavemen. Yeah, and that's something you haven't seen. Cavemen haven't made a lot of mistakes here today. They, they you know, everybody knocks on wood, but you, <laughs> they haven't put the ball on the ground. They haven't had a lot of penalties, and this is your first one that's going to cost you. Now we've got another shaken up caveman. This one looks like an offensive lineman down on a knee. Looks like 70 maybe. That is Eddie Rodriguez, and he is holding his arm as well. The same arm, his left arm, that Chase Gooden was holding. So the holding call against the caveman is going to push the football back to the 50-yard line. It'll be second down and seven from there. Fisher under center. Two receivers out to the right. Mason Smith is the flanker. Ethan Bryce. In the slot, Bean Smith on the right wing. Miller is the fullback. Fisher's going to fake the dive, keep it himself. He'll go forward to the 46-yard line where it's third down. And again, third and three is right where you want if you're the caveman. You have a chance to get the first down. If you can't, then you might even go for it. Minute 30 left here in the third quarter. You're just running that clock. Minute 20 now to play in the third with the caveman on top. 30 to nothing. Two receivers out to the left. Smith is the wing on the left. The give is to the fullback, Miller. The dive takes him up to the 43, and it's a first down for Mishawaka. And as always, brought to you by Kevin Putts, a first Midwest mortgage. 
Yeah, big first down there because now you're taking this under a minute. Probably if, you know, things go your way, going to move us into the fourth quarter with the ball. Right. Most likely one play here, and then, as you said, then they won't have to snap it again, and we'll go to the fourth quarter, unless it's a touchdown, of That's course. true. No, that's a good point. <laughs> Miller, the fullback, in the three-point stance. Smith comes in motion off the left wing to the right. Miller, dive to the 39. Wait for the spot. It's a four-yard pickup. 20 seconds to go. They don't have to snap it again here in the third quarter, and they won't. Mishawaka offense will walk off to the sideline. And with the clock winding under 10 seconds, that will essentially be the end of the third quarter. So Mishawaka had it twice in the third. They scored on their first drive. Chase Gooden's third touchdown run of the night. It's 30 to nothing, Cavemen. They're on the march once again, second and six, when the fourth quarter begins with a 30 to nothing lead. You're listening to Mishawaka Cave. Mishawaka dominating South Bend St. Joseph, 30 to nothing here tonight in the home opener. So far against their two opponents through seven quarters, Marion last week and St. Joe tonight with a 68 to nothing advantage. It'll be Northridge next week coming here to Steel Stadium. Let's see what Mishawaka does. Second and seven, the give on the veer to the left is to the fullback Miller to the 36-yard line where it will be third down. And again, you're talking about third and three, third and four. You know, you've got that. That's a play you run every day. Every every practice, I'm sure you run this play if you're the Mishawaka Cavemen, and you feel confident in your ability to get three or four yards in a first down. Third down and three is, once again, Mishawaka lets clock wind. Play clock at 17. Fourth quarter just underway, leading 30 to nothing. Two receivers left. Bean Smith is the wing on the left. Ethan Bryce comes in motion from left to right, taps Fisher. The give is to the fullback, Miller, who follows a pile of cavemen offensive linemen to the 31-yard line, where it's a first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Yeah, just another big run there, getting that first down, and the cavemen, again, running more clock, getting more first downs, doing what they want to do. Garrett Ginter gets up, limping a little bit off the bottom of the pile, one of Mishawaka's offensive lineman. First and ten. Fisher under center with Novell Miller down in the three-point stance behind him. Miller takes it, breaks tackles. Miller into the secondary, takes it all the way up to the 17-yard line. Another first down from Kevin Putz, a first Midwest mortgage. Yeah, and a good hard run there by Miller. I mean, he just put his head down, took it down, and got that first down. And the thing to remember at this point, with Mishawaka already leading 30 to nothing, a touchdown here gives us a running clock the rest of the way. We had a running clock last week, of course, with that 38 nothing win over Marion.
Fisher up under center. Fisher will give it to Miller, tripped up. Gets maybe a yard. That's about it as Aronowski makes the stop. So what? Say it again, Sean. Running clock rules. What is that? You get to 35. 35. Yep. 35 point lead in the second half. You get the running clock. I've been off all all year. I don't remember (laughs) these things. Like I said, we were fortunate we got it last week. So that's right. Remember, Smith comes in motion off the left wing. Two receivers on that side with a ball on the left hash mark. Fisher's going to take the snap, keep it himself, go to the left. Flag comes down as Fisher crosses the 10-yard line. We're going to have a chop block called on the cavemen. It's amazing with this offense, we really haven't seen that called that much over the years. Since we've been, you know, since I've been yeah, doing there this was, anyway. I don't know if you remember, there was a big one that that was called a few years ago on a, on a hook and ladder play to Drew Mason at Warsaw, uh, where he scored, and, and they, they called it, and, and we had about a million I was not at that on. game. That was the pandemic year. <laughs> oh, and I wasn't, right, I wasn't right. doing road games, but I was watching that, yeah. and I do remember that. Yep. But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you don't see it a lot. You really only see it with the cavemen on on outside plays too you only see it when they get outside and try to block that way because on the inside you don't see it uh, called very much and so obviously they saw something there it's going to be second down and 14 with the football push back to the 21 933 to play and counting play clock down to 16 The two receivers are to the left. Bean Smith, the wing on the right. Give us to Miller, the fullback, right up the gut. Two-yard pickup by Novell Miller. Well, this is the longest third down the cavemen have had all day, I think, third and 12. Yeah, you're right, now that you mention it. Will they try to run here and see if they can pick up maybe at least half of it, or will they try to throw for it? Third and 12 from the 19. Smith in motion off the left wing. Fisher on the rollout to the right. He does throw toward the end zone, and it's going to be intercepted. It is picked off by St. Joe, and I think it was Sam Sparks, the safety. Those numbers are hard to see on the far side of the field. Yep, it was Sam Sparks. So they did try to throw, and with 8.36 remaining, Mishawaka is still on top, 30 to nothing, but St. Joe will have the football now. Yeah, and that was third and 12. Fisher trying to force something that maybe wasn't there. If he got it up a little higher, maybe he gets it to Bean Smith, but, you know, you're up 30 to nothing. You got it all the way down. You put St. Joe in kind of a tough field position still, uh, first and 10 at their own 13. So now the defense go out there, try to hold the shutout. First and 10 from their own 13 for St. Joe. Handoff and breaking tackles going to the right down the sideline. Farrell. Farrell picks up a first down. Well, he picked up a first down and some. He got to the outside, broke one tackle, and he had some running room. Brady Farrell, who is not listed on the two deep coming into the tonight. We've seen him 
with a handful of carries. That one a 13-yard pickup to the 26-yard line. You talked about Northridge next week. They're playing Elkhart tonight down 21-7 to near in the fourth quarter. Elkhart's had a good start to the year. McCullough split out to the left, first and 10 from their own 26. Handoff goes to the left, up the seam. It is Farrell once again. Three-yard pickup, second and seven. Well, the outcome of this game has long been decided. Right, right now it's a matter of can they preserve their second straight shutout to start the season, and they've got that LOD for Greg Smith. Lights out defense on the front of the press box since the unfortunate passing of the former defensive coach. And, I mean, they have played it so far in spades these first two games. Yeah, no question. Play fake by Ortiz. Wants to throw. Flushed out of the pocket as Orozco got in there once again. Passes tipped, and it is eventually going to be caught by St. Joe at the 50-yard line. Yeah, that was tipped by a, by McCullough, then a defender, and then somehow it ended up in the hands of a St. Joe receiver. Sparky makes a diving catch. It was deflected at around the 45-yard line and looked like it was going to be incomplete. Sparky, they'll give him the Mishawaka 49 on that diving reception. Well, and Ortiz made a beautiful pump fake in the pocket. He had two defenders coming at him. Pump fake, they went in the air, and he's able to escape. And then uh, somehow, after, like you said, a couple deflections, got it to one of his own players. First and 10, St. Joe handoff again goes to Farrell. Farrell trying to go left is swarmed. Orozco is out there once again, the big defensive lineman, six foot four, 250. Not only is he 6'4", 250, only a sophomore for the game. My goodness. I had him as a freshman last year, and he was big then. <laughs> 7.05 remaining here in the ballgame. It's Mishawaka 30, St. Joseph nothing. St. Joe opened the season with a win over Lakeland last week. Mishawaka, of course, a 38-0 last week at Marion. Ortiz again from the pistol, looking left on second down and seven. Nothing there, rolls to the right, passes it, gets it complete. Open field tackle is made by Trey Thomas after the catch is made by Colchis. It will be enough for a St. Joe first down up to the Mishawaka 36. Yeah, good good roll out there, good pass, good catch, and a first down for, for St. Joe. I, I said this earlier, Sean, but St. Joe hasn't really played that bad. They've had some opportunities, but they haven't been able to capitalize on anything, and the cavemen have done the opposite. They've yep. capitalized on almost everything, everything other than that interception you know, in the last drive. Absolutely. First and 10, St. Joe at the Mishawaka 36 with 6-11 to play. 30 to nothing, cavemen. Just three down linemen for Mishawaka and a swarm of linebackers and defensive backs otherwise. Ortiz from the shotgun. Tries to follow Farrell to the left. Now he cuts back inside. Now jukes back outside. Ortiz is going to be close to first down yardage. Let's see where they spot him. He might be about a yard short. Yeah, really good run. He found some blockers, and then he kind of 
split the gap. You had four caveman defenders coming at him. He kind of split them, able to get a good run, almost get a first down. Second down and one after that carry by Alex Ortiz. Football at the Mishawaka 27. It'll be Ortiz from the shotgun. Farrell to his right. McCullough splits out to the left. Two other receivers tight on the right side of the line. Ortiz takes a high snap from the shotgun. Running to the right. And he is going to be tackled at the 30-yard line by Snyder. Jackson Snyder, who led the caveman with eight tackles last week, makes the stop. But Ortiz does have a St. Joe first down with 4.56 remaining. Again, the only question at this point, is Mishawaka going to preserve a second straight shutout? 30 to nothing with 4.38 remaining. Ortiz will be in the pistol. Farrell behind him this time. McCullough out to the right. Two of the receivers to the left. Ortiz looks to the left. Wide open in the flat. He's got a receiver. It's caught by McCullough on a crossing pattern. He runs into the tackle of Caden Williams. Or I check that, rather. I think he just said that was Karan Miller. It was Karan Miller. Yeah, I saw that four, and I thought Williams was over there. Karan Miller, who hasn't played a whole lot, makes that snap, uh, stop. And the cavemen are okay. A four-yard catch inbounds. You're down under four minutes now in the game, up 30 to nothing. Four-yard pickup, second and six from the 20. The Indians are going to use a timeout. There's 3.48 to play. It's Mishawaka 30, South Bend St. Joseph nothing. Second and six from the 20 coming up after we take a timeout. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. 3.48 to play with Mishawaka on top of St. Joe, 30 to nothing. It's second and six Indians at the Mishawaka 20. Ortiz from the pistol. McCullough to the left. Three other receivers to the right. The throw is to McCullough. It is short and incomplete off McCullough's hands, and it'll be third down. Well, and that's too bad. Ortiz had him. He made a good read. McCullough was there, and he just threw it maybe two or three yards behind him. McCullough tried to reach for it and almost came up with it, but uh, just threw it behind him, and that's, that's tough now making a third down. Third and six coming up for St. Joe. Clock stopped with 3.44 to play after that incompletion. And again, you expect this to be four-down territory. They're at the 20-yard line. Ortiz from the pistol again. McCullough left, two other receivers right. Ortiz fires out there, wide open, catches made. The tackle is also made almost immediately by Malik Washington at the 14-yard line as Austin Fuda makes the grab for a first down on a six-yard pickup. Yeah, another good play. Ortiz kind of looked left, came back to the to the near side, and was able to find an open receiver for a first down. But you're down to 3.30 left in the game. Clock running. 3.22 now. First and 10 from the 14 for the Indians. Official just came down and told Keith Kinder something about something that one of his players was doing on the field. Keith gave him the the, the player the kind of you know <laughs> the the fingers to the head like right. stay in stay in it. 
Ortiz from the shotgun running to the left. Snyder in pursuit. Ortiz, Malik Washington gets over there. Ortiz stays on his feet. He reaches for the end zone. Did he get in? It looks like he marked him out just short. Yeah, he did not get in. He's pushed out at the one-yard one line as Malik Washington came flying over there to push him out of bounds. Yeah, good pursuit there. He wasn't anywhere close to the plane. He came flying out. out. He was trying to go for that ball, trying to swipe that ball out of Ortiz's hand, but wasn't first time tonight for St. Joe. Yep, first and goal at the one-yard line with two remaining. St. Joe looking to score the first points against Mishawaka this season. Ortiz from the shotgun. He's going to hand it off to Farrell, who jumps into the end zone for the touchdown. Oh, and at the end of the play. Yeah, that's what you don't want. Getting into the little scuffles here, the game is pretty much decided. You just got to play it out. Let's see what it's going to be. They came down after the play. Farrell with a one-yard touchdown run. It might have been against McCullough. They were kind of trying to calm him down a little bit. Well, and it looks like that play. Yeah, it does look like 84 for Mishawaka too. There was something the players were trying to calm him down. I was trying to see who that was. Sean Miller. Still waiting. I was saying, have we gotten a call yet? Referee's going to go to the far side and talk I know, to Ben Downey. Yeah, I know we talked to Coach Kinder over here, caught, talking to Coach Downey over there, but we still haven't got a call. Yeah, you just – I'm sorry, you, you've got to – You've got to signal what this penalty is before you go start right, having all these right. conversations. you got to let people know what's going on. So have we gotten a touchdown call yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, Sean. I ha there's no points on the scoreboard yet. Well, they put the ball at the three for an extra point. Okay, so yeah, it definitely is a touchdown. But we still, okay, here we go. It's a personal foul against Michigan. Okay, it's going to be offsetting personal gotcha. fouls. But it took two minutes to get that call. Yeah, I mean, it was confusing. And it's just you, you just can't. I, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about officials. Absolutely, yeah, they're yeah. doing their job and all that. You just you, you got to make those calls quicker. Now. Well, and, and it's a again. Or you got to you, you saw some, the you saw a scuffle in there. You saw something. Probably good calls. Give us the calls, then go talk to the coaches right, and let's do get a, it figured out. You yeah. at least do a preliminary, yeah, yeah. and then you come back. Two receivers right, two receivers left. Ortiz from the shotgun on the two-point try. It is caught at the goal line, and it's going to be good. And I don't know how he held on to that. Yeah, that was big a, hit was made. Yeah, Trey Thomas came in and hit him very hard in the back, and you actually see right there the receiver holding his back a little bit as he walks off the field, but a good catch. Well, based on the fact that they went for two, I would imagine Ben Downey is going to try an onside kick coming up here in just a minute. 2.52 remaining. It's Mishawaka 30, St. Joe 8. Mishawaka receives the kickoff after this. It's Mishawaka Cavemen football. 2.52 remaining here in the ball game. St. Joe just scored the first touchdown, the first points against Mishawaka this season. 
a touchdown and a two-point try, and the Cavemen do have the hands team on the field. Brady Newsom is going to be the deepest man at the 25. Everyone else is standing between the 40 and the 35-yard line. He's still out of football out here. <laughs> well, how did we come out? They were in kick, St. Joe's in kick formation, and there's no football, Sean. You tell me, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's an important part of this game is actually having the ball. One would think. So here it comes, what everyone expects will be an onside kick. It is not, though. It is a high pooch kick. It is taken by Newsom as he falls down. Back at the 29-yard line. Kind of a surprising kick there, honestly. Yeah. Like, he kicked that high and pretty deep all the way to the 29. There was very little chance as long as he caught it, and he kind of bobbled it that St. Joe was getting that. Yeah, I don't know if that was the intention. Maybe he just got too much of it because sometimes you'll see kind of one of those, you know, little right. pop kicks that you want to go Hit like maybe 10 to 50. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just got too much of it. He's got a big leg. He's got to use it. Yeah, big guy, big leg. Looks like starters still going out there, Sean, to wrap up this game for Mishawak. 30 to 8 is the score. Cabin on top with 252 remaining. Let's see. St. Joe has two timeouts, and Mishawaka now has two as well because they just used one. Maybe they're going to run some other players out there. I don't well, know. Well, I don't know. They were a little confused for sure. Yeah. 2.52 to play. Mishawaka 30, St. Joe 8. This is Mishawaka Cavemen football. Mishawaka dominant tonight. Leading 30 to 8 with 2:52 remaining. Starting offense does stay on the field with Matt Rendell, Sean Styers at Steel Stadium. Brady Fisher, the Mishawaka quarterback, under center. Novell Miller, fullback, veer to the left on the outside, crosses the 35 to the 36-yard line. Good pickup on first down. Absolutely, especially at this point in the game, you're talking about 2:40 on the clock. Just needs to to run it, get some first downs, and and. Already got six of those yards ready to go. Miller, the backup fullback in there after Chase Gooden appeared to injure his arm on a big run in the third quarter. Play clock at 15. Now it's all the way down to five. Four, as Fisher calls for the snap. He will give it to Bean Smith, who goes to the right, tripped up, and he'll end up picking up a yard to the, well, let's see. He'll get a couple yards, actually, I guess. Three-yard pickup. Yeah, now they say first two. down. Really? Well, I have a first down on my stats here, so there we go. <laughs> they got to be right. So you're only going to have to snap it two more times now. And Kyle Shaw is telling them, victory formation, boys. As Novell Miller backs up. Minute 25 to play, five on the play clock. 
Fisher takes a knee. And again, he'll only have to do it one more time as Miller comes off. Chaz Hardy comes in. Miller's saying, I, I've never done victory formation. Yeah, they took him out pretty like. quickly. Once that play That's was right. over, Chaz Hardy was running in, ready to take over. We're under a minute to play and 25 on the play clock. So, again, one more snap, and that'll be the game with Mishawaka leading 30-8. to Northridge coming in next week, and they're having some trouble tonight against Elkhart, aren't they? Yeah, fourth quarter, they trail Elkhart 28-7. to like Elkhart got a, got a good start to the season so far, but there's only four minutes left in that game, so it looks like Elkhart might come away with the victory there. Fisher takes the snap and one more knee, and that will be it. 30-8. to St. Joe scores a touchdown with 2.52 remaining. And then a two-point conversion afterwards, and those are the only eight points that have been scored against Mishawaka through two games so far this season. 30-8 to eight is the final score as Mishawaka improves to 2-0. and There appear to be a little hard feelings on the St. Joe side in the handshake line. It looked like Keith Kinder was kind of trying to say something to somebody who just kept on buzzing by him. It happens every it now does, and then. 30-8 yeah. is the final score. Let's uh, take a timeout. And then back of the post game. don't forget, we've got the Jays Crunchers crunching hit of the game as well as the Rossini's Pizza carry of the game. That is still to come when the postgame show begins. This is Mishawaka football. 30-8, Mishawaka just dominates South Bend St. Joseph here tonight. The touchdown came late in the game for St. Joe with 2.52 to play and uh, Matt Rendell it was uh, just domination on yeah. both sides of the ball tonight. Well and you, you come to expect it from the Cavemen but you saw it again tonight. 54 carries for the Cavemen, 364 yards so you're talking about two weeks in a row with lots of rushing yards. They did get the one completed pass but it's really the Cavemen out here running the ball controlling the clock and really making making you know the game about them right not making it about the other team and today big things here for the cavemen not putting the ball to the ground no turnovers and they're able to to control the game from start to finish so that takes us before we get into all of our stats to the Rossini's pizza carry of the game and uh, well let's just have a listen to what it is Motion by Smith. The give is to Gooden. Gooden busts through a tackler. Gooden's still on his feet, and he'll rumble his way up to the 47-yard line. Another first down from Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Chase Gooden, who ended up with 163 yards and three touchdowns on 21 carries tonight. The Rossini's Pizza carry the game, powered by Rossini's Pizza. Carry out your proud to bring home. Lincoln Way East in Mishawaka across from Beager School, and now the Jays Crunchers crunching tackle of the game. Washington is out to the left, looking right. Ortiz is under pressure, and he's dropped right away in the backfield. Jackson Snyder, the first man to get through there for Mishawaka, and a sack on the first play of the ball game. The sophomore Jackson Snyder, who led Mishawaka with eight tackles last week on the very first play offensively, for St. Joe with that sack, and that is your Jays Crunchers crunching tackle the game, powered by 
crunchers, potato chips. Add some real crunch to your next tailgate party. Pick up a bag of Jay's crunchers. Well, Matt, why don't you roll through our statistics that they're very lopsided in Mishawaka's favor tonight. Yeah, let's start with St. Joe. Uh, Ortiz ended with nine carries and 45 yards. Uh, Farrell did end up with the seven rushes, 28 yards, and the touchdown. And so not a lot there. In terms of passing, Ortiz, 12 of 18, 125, and no touchdowns and the one interception. We talked about McCall a lot. He only ended up with the two catches for 21 yards. Uh, and really, St. Joe didn't have much going all game. They had a couple drives, but uh, really it was about the caveman. And the caveman was all about the ground. You did have the one completion for 15 yards on three passes, but the rushing, you talked about it. Jace Gooden, 21 carries, 163 more yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, and then Brady Fisher, 16 carries, 120 yards. And then a couple other players got in the game. Obviously, Novell Miller came in after the injury to Gooden, ended with 12 carries, 60 yards. And then Chaz Hardy had the two carries, 12 yards, but did get the one touchdown for the Cavemen. And really, the only negative to come out of this, a big negative, is the injury to Chase Gooden. And we'll just have to wait and see what exactly that is and just exactly how severe that is after he had he was walking off holding his arm as he came off the field so you know well, obviously to, we're not going to speculate right. exactly but he was obviously holding his arm and he never came back in the game afterwards yeah yeah the two players in a row the offensive lineman and him both of them ended up with slings on as they left here so hopefully they can get healthy and, and not too serious yep absolutely so it has been all Mishawaka through these first two games of the season. They won 38 to nothing last week. They win 30 to eight tonight, and St. Joe didn't score again until under three minutes to play in the game. And so Mishawaka has outscored its two opponents 68 to eight to open the season. Northridge is next week's opponent, and as we talked about, is that final? Yep, that is final. 28 to seven. Northridge fell. To Elkhart, the Lions scored 28 unanswered points to win their home opener over the Raiders from Northridge, who, of course, had a big end of the season last year. So uh, a big and surprising one. You yeah. saw Northridge come here. I mean, Mishawaka absolutely dominated, scored over 50. Yeah, exactly. And then you saw him go on that big run. Yep. 30-8, to eight, though, here tonight. Enjoyed it, Matt. Absolutely. I mean, you know, too. we're out here all the time, but it's the <laughs> first time we've done a football game together. Like you said, we've done some basketball, and, Looking forward to having you uh, aboard the rest of the season. Absolutely. Every game here on out. That's right. Looking forward to it once again. 30-8 to eight the final. Mishawaka over South Bend St. Joseph. Matt Embry back in the studio is going to have your U.S. Signcrafters postgame scoreboard show. So for Matt Rendell and Matt Embry, Sean Styers again the final. Mishawaka 30, South Bend St. Joe 8. We're back right here at Steel Stadium one week from tonight when the cavemen take on the Northridge Raiders. Until then, this is Mishawaka Cavemen Football. All right, Sean and Matt, thank you very much. As we continue with our U.S. Signcrafter Scoreboard Show postgame edition, Matt Embry in the U.S. Signcrafter Studios following Mishawaka's 38-8 victory over South Bend St. Joseph tonight. Again, Northridge next week here on 96-1 the ton. Again, pregame starting around 645. This is the U.S. Signcrafters Scoreboard Show from custom signs and graphic needs to installation and service. U.S. Signcrafters has you covered with the region's only three-year warranty. Learn more at ussigncrafters.com and also check out their virtual showroom. Elsewhere tonight, these games all still in progress or final. At the half, or just underway in the second half, excuse me, Chesterton leads Warsaw 7-3. 
Late fourth quarter, Northwood in control against East Noble, 28-14. New Prairie has just extended to a 21-7 lead. That is late third quarter. It has just gone final, as mentioned earlier by Sean and Matt. Elkhart gets by Northridge, 28-7. 49-0 now. Plymouth trailing Kokomo after three quarters. They're just underway in the fourth. And West Noble looks like on their way to victory over Wauwatosa tonight, 28-18. And Concord has shut out Jimtown tonight, 14-0. Outside the Northern Lakes Conference, South Bend Adams trailing Fairfield in the fourth, 10-6. Glenn has just extended their lead further on South Bend Riley at Jackson Field, 38-24, with about two minutes to go in the fourth. Just underway in the fourth, Marion shutting out Culver Academy, 21-0. Also in the third, it is 24-0 Penn over Portage, and having just gone final as well, Bremen an easy winner over South Bend Washington, 42-6. Once again, the final score, 32-8. Mishawaka gets by South Bend St. Joseph. Also time for our Player of the Game presented by Bethel University Athletics. Learn more about Bethel and the Pilot Sports teams at BUPilots.com. And once again, it goes to Chase Gooden, who had a hat trick of touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Obviously, we are hoping the injury he suffered to his shoulder is not serious. Until next week, when we talk to you once again from... Steel Stadium as the cavemen take on the Northridge Raiders. I'm Matt Embry for Matt Rendell and the voice of the cavemen, Sean Styers. We bid adieu. We ho- thank you for listening. We know you enjoyed the result as it's 30 to 8. Mishawaka gets by South Bend St. Joe. This wraps up the U.S. Signcrafters scoreboard show from custom signage and graphic needs to installation and service. U.S. Signcrafters has you covered. Learn more at ussigncrafters.com and check out their virtual showroom. Once again, the final score, Mishawaka 30, St. Joe 8, until we talk to you next week when Mishawaka takes on Northridge. For Matt Rendell and Sean Styers. I'm Matt Embry. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Cavemen!